three days into it so you know it's taken a while to get used to it i don't even want to be positive i'm like just just lay low you know just lay low i don't know <laughs> what about you guys are you excited for a new year get out of 2020 totally excited totally excited you sound excited all right so tonight we would talk about the things that are coming in 2021 and just a group of things that are mainly going to be coming to Walt Disney World. I know there's stuff at other parks. We'll look a little bit at Disneyland out in California as well. So I'm going to start actually with Adam. Adam, tell us, okay, we've been talking about this restaurant forever. What's going on with Space 220? Yes, yeah, Space 220 was supposed to open winter of 2019. <laughs> and um, they're still working on it. Okay. And they had issues with construction, but I I love the story about the giant window breaking. The window that, that was broke. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And so we are supposed to open in this year, 2021. There is no exact date, but I mean they have released interior footage of what it looks like, and they had the table set up. They had the the windows out into space. I can't wait. It's going to see about 300 350 people. And I think the good thing about it right now is they can open it when they open it. And then if they have to limit capacity, they can easily do that with reservations. They don't have to, you know, have people wait on a line for 10 hours to try to get on. They'll just do a reservation up front and then and eat. They haven't released the menu, but they've said that it's going to have international cuisine. And uh, it says here more than a thousand bottles of wine. And hmm. a wise uh, selection of beer. So. Okay. Space wine, always yeah. interesting. Yeah, space wine. I think it. I think it's better because it ages faster. Isn't right. that a thing in space? Right? Don't you age faster in space? No, I think, I think you so. age slower, right? No, oh. isn't it faster? Like, oh, and isn't the other thing when people come back from space, their like muscle tone is like all wasted? But that's well, probably that's related true. to not moving. Yeah. You, you age slower in space. Do you really? Oh, well, yes. there you go. Yeah, oh. you age slower. Come on, you guys. So that means the right wine now. isn't going to be good. I think the cool thing about this is <laughs> you're going to, to get to space, you're going to walk in to the lobby and then you're going to go in some kind of like um, elevator type system where you take off from Earth and go into space, which I, I think is going to be pretty cool. I'm wondering if the bathrooms are going to be like the ones in the airplane where, like, the toilet just sucks down so fast. <laughs> yeah. Be careful if you're in there with kids. It could oh. get weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that the elevators are like the old hydrolators in the old sea pavilion. Do you remember I, when you used to have to take the, the hydrolators yeah, down to I Sea Base Alpha? Kind of. Was it like that. you went through, like, water or whatever? Well, they loaded you in the elevator, but then the elevator, it, it looked like because water was bubbling up the sides, it looked yeah. like you were going down underwater. Okay, I remember that now, yeah. It was really fun. I really missed that part of it. So I'm I'm curious about the menu, but I, I would bet 100% that there's a filet on the menu. Like, you can't have a Disney menu without a filet of some kind, a beef filet. There's space you heard it cows? Here. 
Space cows will be on the menu. You heard it here first. And a sustainable fish. There will be yeah. a sustainable a fish. We've got to sustain the fish. Microgreens. Microgreens. And, and a pasta. And yes. a plant-based protein. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like a giant vegan sausage. Oh, That's the name of my new band, actually. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> That was that's the name of my band, Giant Vegan Sausage. How dare you? I'm going to see you for copyright infringement. Okay, so that sounds fantastic. And again, we referenced it. You know, they had broken a window, I guess. And did they have to take the roof off? Was that it? Yeah, they had to cut a hole in the roof. And not really to get the old broken window out, but to get the new replacement in. Wow. Because they are so big, they don't like fit through the front door. You know, uh, that guy was in trouble. The guy who did that. That's like the guy who burned down Notre Dame, right? Like the uh, one guy who was like smoking or whatever in those rafters, like, oh, I'm not going to work today. I'm going to smoke. And then all of a sudden he burns down, you know, a thousand year old cathedral. It's always somebody on their smoke break. It is. That's probably what happened with the window. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget to hold that. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Then he has a break and, you know. This next one is also at Epcot and it's about... Epcot's nighttime show. Can you tell us about that, Liza? Yes. So Epcot in 2021 is going to be getting ready to debut their new nighttime show. It's called Harmonious. They have recently started putting out the barges in this World Showcase Lagoon. These barges look really big. They have LED screens, and it's supposed to have pyrotechnics along with lights, lasers, projection technology, and it seems like there's going to be fireworks as well because from all of the art that I've seen, it looks like there's going to be a lot of fireworks. And one of the Imagineers said it's supposed to be so good that you think only Disney could have done this. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be good. I don't know how they could ever top my show, Illuminations. I don't, I just don't see it, how they're going to top it. But I'm very excited for a nighttime show. Very excited for a nighttime show. So I have a quick question. Do you know if those huge platforms are going to be out there all the time, or are they just moving them out at night? They are going to be uh, using the floats as a water feature during the daytime. So it's going to be essentially a fountain out in the middle of the lake. Yeah, that's good. Because otherwise it would kind of be a little unsightly. Yeah. One of those barges is supposed to be pretty big. Yeah. The last time I was there, what I saw looked kind of substantial. So... Yeah, it's supposed to have really good music, like really incorporating music. Now, I'm hoping that the music, I I don't know how they're going to top, like how they would top Tapestry of Nations and how they would top the Illuminations. But we'll see. I mean, you know, they hit it out of the park with those two. So maybe they'll do it again. I really hope so, because we're all really craving a good nighttime show. Like, I really need fireworks. Do you know when that's opening or has that not been announced yet? I don't think they've officially announced the date. It sounds like there's a lot up in the air. And the only rationale that I've heard, and it's from people who actually, you know, know what they're talking about, has been that they don't like to open anything when they can't have kind of, you know, some fanfare behind it. Mm -hmm. And so, and you can't really do that right now, even with, you know, even with the parks open at 35% capacity. So Mm -hmm. that kind of explains the delay. 
So you mentioned, Chris, 35% capacity, and we all know that the parks have been operating at a limited capacity since they reopened uh, in Florida. You know, one thing I'm looking forward to, definitely the return of increased capacity. But I, I don't know, how, what do you guys feel about the fact that they are now starting to load certain rides uh, in every row? Uh, they're doing it right now in Flight of Passage, Rock and Roller Coaster, Expedition Everest and Slinky Dog Dash. Uh, they were previously leaving spots for, you know, if you were a, a party of two, you got an entire Slinky Dog car to yourself. Now, if you're a party of two, you're seated right next to another party of two with no divider between you. And I, I know it's you can't put dividers on roller coasters because that affects the the airflow and the, the aerodynamics of the ride. But how, how do you guys feel about the fact that they're starting to increase capacity on these rides, which makes me believe that they're going to start increasing park capacity again? That would make sense. Although it might just be, you know, with the intent of, of making the lines a little shorter and avoiding the fact that some of these lines are spilling out into the to the walkways, which is really when you're trying to social distance and you're being conscientious about it, it is very uncomfortable at times when you go into a, a walkway and the, the line is like all over the place. And that's not, frankly, that's not as big of an issue at Disney as it is at Universal, but I could see them wanting to avoid that. Yeah. I have not been there, so I can't speak from experience, but personally, I don't see how things have changed since they were, you know, separating parties and now they're combining them. Like nothing's changed with the virus. Oh, you mean, you mean there's no reason to do this? Uh, I, I kind of think you're right. I mean, like, like you see a lot of people like wanting these restrictions lifted, not just at Disney, but really anywhere, but it's actually gotten worse. So I don't understand what we're doing, but that's a whole different show. Yeah. That's a, uh, ed our epidemiology show that we will yeah. not be getting into. <laughs> <laughs> right. We should start a podcast on that. Oh my gosh. We missed the boat on that one. <laughs> But no, Tony, what do you think? I mean, do, I, I think you're right. I think I think it would make sense for them to increase capacity. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know they started at what, about 20, 25 percent capacity. They bumped yeah. it up to 35. You know, I, I think that they want to have things up to as close to full capacity as they can by the October 50th anniversary. You know, when you look at the fact that that's only 10 months away, you know, you, you've got to increase your park capacity by 65, you know, that remaining 65 percent. How do you do that? You don't just want to do it all in October. You know, you don't want to go from 35% to 100%. So I, I think that you've, you're going to see them slowly increasing uh, park capacity. I don't know, you know, maybe 10, per, 10 additional percent every, you know, six weeks until October. And in order to do that, you've got to get the throughput on your rides increased because you can't do it right. with a limited capacity or you're going to be you know, you're, you're going to have the the uh, villagers revolting uh, when these rides are taking two and a half, three hours to get onto because you're still socially distancing. You know, October, while it is 10 months away in terms of this pandemic, is is still ages away. I mean, you know, we're we're just in the beginning phases of the vaccinations, and you know, how long will it take for the vaccine to get through the general populace? And you know, are we going to go back? I, I know there's going to be some trepidation, you know, with people on wanting to be in crowds. But, you know, is this vaccine going to be the the turning point in, in getting the crowds back? And I, I would hate to see them, you know, say by May, OK, the vaccine's been given to 60 percent of the population. Let's return to full capacity, you know, and, and, and I don't think they're going to do that because they've been so careful to date all around the world. 
you know, I think that this increased ride capacity can only lead to increased park capacity. So but don't you think they've got to come up with a way to eat up some crowds too before they can really up the capacity? Because when you don't have character meets, you know, think how many people that that holds yeah. in a line and shows and restaurants, you know, people aren't being sucked into other areas. So where do they go? They have to go get in line for a ride. And right. I feel like if they're going to increase capacity, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm very shocked they haven't come up with a way to do some character meet and greets. Mm-hmm. We went to SeaWorld in San Antonio over Thanksgiving, and they had character meet and greets. And it was really, I, I thought it was interesting how they did it, but you would have like um, the vulnerable, uh, I can't say that word, a vulnerable, is that how you say that? Snowman? Close sure. enough. Abominable. <laughs> yeah, that word. From um, Rudolph. And so, like, he was there, and they would have an X. And the child would stand in front of the character, like, six feet or whatever, and you would get a picture. But due to, like, forced perspective and stuff, it turned out okay. So you never touched the character or got close enough, but you were still able to get a picture. You know, that's how they were doing that there. You know, I mean, people met Santa throughout the country, but they put plexiglass as a divider, but the picture still turned out okay. I'm just kind of shocked Disney hasn't experimented or started implementing some of those. I don't know. Do you think some of that is safety for the cast members, though? Because maybe the mall Santa is not as, you know, maybe his employers are not as conscientious as Disney. Because I know, talking to a friend of mine who works in the parks, he said that they attempted early on to figure out how to do these meet and greets with guests and you know different ways to make the costumes more safe and and to you know to do things with barriers and stuff like that and they determined it wasn't as easy as you might have thought you know to have like a like a satisfactory meet and greet for the guest but as well as keep the cast members safe they have not had a face character with a mask on that's a brand image thing they don't want yeah they don't want any of their properties to be shown because with a mask on, because that will that will last on the internet forever. And right. I wonder if like if they did a plexiglass box, if that also has a very similar that's really valid look to it. Yeah, because it like, does kind of give you a bad. I don't know, because to me, when I did, see, you know, because I saw a number of friends with their kids going to see Santa and they had the plexiglass up, and I'm like, it was kind of a bummer. You know, if you're if you're someone who's actually looking at it and reading into it and thinking about the repercussions, which I think a lot of people are, it was kind of sad, you know. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's sad, but it's it's what our times are. And yeah, is it any more sad than seeing a picture of a family in front of the castle happy at Christmas, but they have their mask on and you can't see their whole face? I mean, it's just part of what we're well, living I, in. Well, yeah, I, I just, just think I just know at some point they've got to figure out something to implement to eat up crowds if they're going to increase capacity right. besides just right. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I think Rachel, Rachel's got a valid point. Um, but just to go back one second is they have introduced some characters. They are at some of the character meals. I know they're headed back to Chef Mickey's, but they're not going at these meals. They're not going to tables. They're essentially walking through and they're, they're posing in certain areas but not in front of any one specific table, nor are they visiting individually with guests. I think when you're outside in the in the parks, trying to maintain a line, I mean, think about how how big those lines get when a character is is there. And trying to maintain social distancing, 
for a character when you're also trying to social distance for rides and these lines are intermingling, you know, like the ride for Little Mermaid. But then her, the Little Mermaid meet and greet area is right in that queue area. So now you would have two queues co-mingling with each other. And, and I just don't think they want to do that. Adam's got a valid point, you know, branding, images. Do you want images that are going to be out there forever of characters with masks on? But uh, to go back to Rachel's point of, of eating up crowd time, I mean, in order to really have the crowds working when capacity is increased, you need to have your shows, you need to have your character meet and greets, and you need to have your restaurants open. Because a restaurant, especially a sit-down restaurant, you've got a fa every family that's in there is in there for one hour. You know, those meals are timed. They know how long it takes the average family to eat, and they count on those families being in there as a way to manage capacity. So until you've got all three of those areas up and operational, there's no way you can go to 100% and not have, you know, three, four-hour waits on, on ride lines. I mean, I, I have heard, you know, of two hours for or some typical wait times for some of the bigger attractions mm -hmm. like Flight of Passage. But I mean, honestly, I don't think the wait times have been that bad. I still stand by the idea that I think the biggest issue is these lines snaking into the walkways. Not just it just looks bad. But it also makes people a little stressed out. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get on that ride. You know, I mean, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think if they can do something to avoid that, that's that's positive. So um, although I really, you know, I'm not looking forward to plexiglass on certain rides. So there no. you go. OK. All right. Let's move on to the next thing we're looking forward to, which is, Tony, can you tell us about Avengers Campus? Yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure. This was scheduled to open in 2020, but as we all know, COVID, uh, so it didn't. This is replacing a bug's land in California Adventure, and it's going to be part of a worldwide network of Avengers campuses across three Disney parks. There's also an Avengers Campus going into Disneyland Paris, and there has been an Avengers section in Disneyland Hong Kong uh, for a few years now. But the California Adventure version, which is scheduled to open in 2021 at a date to be determined, uh, is going to include uh, the already existing Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And then it will be adding Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, and the Sanctum, which is going to be a training area slash character encounter with Doctor Strange. Uh, as far as restaurants go, we're going to get the PIM Test Kitchen, which is based on the Hank PIM size-changing technology. So you're going to have gigantic buns, little chickens, big French fries, small sodas. Hey, leave my little, my gigantic buns out of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're so, they're so soft and tender. Um, <laughs> and of course, we're going to get a few retail sections such as WEB Suppliers, which the WEB is a new entity that Disney has created for the Avengers campuses, and WEB is the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, and they are a group of high-tech people. So Peter Parker, uh, who is also Spider-Man, I hope I don't ruin that for anyone, uh, but uh. Peter, Peter Parker is a member of the Web Brigade, and uh, this is going to be a con concurrent theme across all of the Avengers campuses worldwide. Uh, there is a phase two, which will be an Avengers Quinjet ride that will come at a later date to Avengers Campus. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. This is also where the animatronic Spider-Man is is supposed to be web swinging. Uh, if you've seen any of the video of that, it is amazing. 
Uh, it is a fully, I don't know, it's a fully automated autom animatronic that does gymnastics. Uh, it's very cool. And there's also set to be a stunt show and character interaction that will take place across the rooftops in Avengers Campus. Uh, much like there was supposed to be character interaction in Galaxy's Edge, but that hasn't happened. That's one of the failures of Galaxy's Edge, but that's a whole nother show. So, you know, while Avengers Campus in California is expected to open in 2021, they are working on Avengers Campus in Walt Disney Studios Park over in Paris. In order to do that, they have taken over the, the former backlot area of the park. Uh, they are retheming Rock and Roller Coaster to feature Iron Man, so that is exciting. And they will also get the Web Slingers Spider-Man uh, adventure ride in Paris. And then they'll join the already existing Avengers attractions that are in Hong Kong, and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle and the Iron Man Experience. So it, it's going to be a pretty cool section when they get it built. All three of the Avengers campuses are part of what is called the Marvel Theme Park Universe, which is an alternate universe within the Marvel multiverse. So you don't have to worry about Thanos because when he snapped, uh, his snap did not affect the Marvel theme park universe. You sure? Yes. <sighs> okay. And I, I, I know I just got way too geeky for people, so I apologize. Oh, no. no, it's good. It's good. So let me ask you a couple questions. First of all, if you could visit any of the three parks when those campuses are completed, which one to you is going to be the most interesting? Just that section, don't take the other part of the park into consideration. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, okay. Hong Kong. And why uh, is that? Uh, the already existing Iron Man experience is a very cool ride. Um, they also have an Iron Man tech showcase set up there. It's, it's kind of designed like a start, like Stark Expo from Iron Man 2. Uh -huh. uh, that was the theming that they went for, but that's going to be repurposed into the third Avengers campus. It's just, it's It's got some cool rides. You know, the, the thing that I don't want to say the thing that scares me, but, you know, Disney is is always always making changes. And I, I mentioned how in Paris they they're retheming the rock and roller coaster Avec Aerosmith. Uh, into an Iron Man ride. And I always, I have to imagine that Aerosmith is really not that big of a draw in France, you know. No, probably not. Well, I don't, I don't know, but I thought they would retheme it to like be Arthur because isn't that what Steven Tyler has turned into? Uh, I thought he had turned into the the <laughs> next American model. Uh, what is her name? Janice Dickinson. The, Janice Dickinson. He looks like Janice Dickinson, or rather, Janice Dickinson looks like him. I feel well, like he's not... turning into a golden girl. He, he does. Did y'all see the New Year's Eve show when J-Lo did Dream On? No, I didn't see it. I heard it was terrible. She had a basket on her head. Bless her heart. Yes. What? She looked, she looked amazing, but oh my goodness. There are just certain songs you don't, you know. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, you don't touch Aerosmith because nobody yeah. can sing like Steven Tyler. I'm not a fan of the music, but he does seem like a good human. You know, you never hear any, oh, except for the fact that he had a child and he totally blew her off until she became a famous actress. But other than that, he seems like an okay guy. Well, so. I thought she, he didn't know she had, he had her. Maybe, is that it? Okay, then yeah, we'll forgive that. I think her that. mom didn't tell her. And why was that? Because he was a bad person. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Why would you keep it a secret? I'm sorry. I don't know who the father is. Well, you know, the why same way with Tim McGraw. I don't think he knew Tuck McGraw was his dad until he was like older in life either. Huh. Okay. I wow. could be wrong, but um, yeah. And, you know, his dad was a famous baseball player. That's right. Yeah, I, I heard that. 
So we were supposed to go out there. We had this big, we had Alaska cruise and a trip to Disneyland planned for my son's, my oldest kid's birthday. And none of that happened. Um, and many, many canceled trips later, we're still waiting to go to Disneyland. I, I my husband was really looking forward to it because like Tony, he's a Marvel guy. You know, it would have been great. I was so disappointed when they didn't open because if you guys recall, I mean, they were supposed to open. They had dates. Everybody had, you know, reservations and then it didn't happen. So very sad. They had already had media go through. Um, oh, that's right. They did. And right? we had Carly Wiesel come on and she had just gone through it and seen it and then they closed it and they stopped construction that's right yeah it was very like it's it was all so quick how everything happened because you're right because they were going through it like everything was going to open and then boom everything closed and i don't i don't think that anyone could have imagined i mean like at this point i don't think that the disneyland it'll be closed for at least a year right i mean well, they were if supposed not, to, I mean, they were supposed to open, they had announced July 17th. July remember? 17th. And then weren't there, there were no other opening and dates announced, I don't think, right? No. They yeah, just once kind when, of like played it by ear. Once when that passed, that was it. It was, yeah. they had nothing. And yeah. I mean, they had all the marketing materials and everything was ready and it just, they didn't let them open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another, that's another episode for Epidemiology well, but, Podcast. Well, but here's the thing. Things are pretty bad out in California. Like, initially, like a few months ago, we were talking about it. We're like, why is it not open? But now, if you read, things are a little crazy out there. So I can totally see it, even though it's horrible, right? I mean, and I, I would think, like, that's the one thing I'm really looking forward to. And, and somebody asked me earlier, what are you looking forward to in 2021? And I said, Disneyland opening of everything. I want that to open. Also, I'd like my kid to pass his math classes. Other than that, I'm good. So any other thoughts on the Marvel campus or Avengers campus? I'm sorry. Can't wait to see it. Marvel has made Disney a bajillion dollars. They really have. It's, it, they finally are getting some due with the parks and, and, uh, how and they many, deserve it. Let's move on then to the new Star Wars hotel, Adam. Yeah, so coming 2021, supposed to be the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is the Star Wars Hotel. And there's no date, but it's it was on the D23 video for coming in 2021. So we're supposed to get it this year. And um, they describe it as a two-night experience. You get to lo- do it through a launch pod to get up into space. Which is very, it might be similar to the Space 220 restaurant idea. Um, and then you're going to interact with all the Star Wars characters. You'll build a lightsaber on the ship. You will check out the engineering room, a Silver Sea Lounge, which looks like another version of the cantina, but just for a spaceship. And then you're going to go to Galaxy's Edge for a you know, planned sort of on a planet mission, um, which looks really cool. It's supposed to be all immersive. And you're supposed to not feel like you're in the outside world. So I don't think you'll have Stacy on the in-room television <laughs> with the must-do Maybe Disney's. Maybe she'll be wearing like a little Ewok costume. That would be cool. I, that would – they should do oh, that. Oh, Adam would like that. I would like, like that. His dream come true. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let me just ask each of you. Here's the scenario. It's free. Let's just say, you know, it's free. Can you see yourself going through something for two solid days, completely immersed? 
Liza, I'm thinking no. If it's free, heck yeah. Okay. Rachel? Oh, definitely. Okay. Tony, I know you could. And Adam, right? I am yeah. I am paying for that. Uh, I am paying full bust out retail. I am not using a Disney Visa card discount. I am paying whatever it takes to get in there. My Jedi robes are pressed and packed and ready to go. Is is that true? Are you really going to pay for it? Because we know that Cheryl's like, you know. Cheryl will not be going with me. Okay. Um, I, I already know, is you know. Adam because, going, is Adam well, going with Tony? Maybe. There's a picture. There's always a chance. I mean, um, I'll, that'd be I'll go in those, awesome, little, I'll go those little bunks. Platonically. I don't know. You know, know. Th there's talk of this being, you know, multiple thousands of dollars per person. And it has already been determined that Cheryl and the girls would just not be into it and it would not be cost effective to put them through that for two days. So I will need to find other Jedi uh, to travel with. <laughs> pick me, okay. pick me, right. pick me. Okay, so here's my question. Here's my question. Like, okay, so say it's $4,000 a person. Would you do it? Yes. Okay. I love that. I do. I love that you would do it. Now, Adam, I know you would do it because you – when you, you're the kind of person you don't throw money around, but when something is worth it to you, you'll spend the money. I know that because I book your trips. So I'm guessing you would pay it. Oh yeah, I would pay it. I don't, I don't think I'd want to do it alone. It'd be kind of, just seem kind of well, weird. Guys need to go together then. I mean, yeah. So I would get upset if they nickeled and dimed you for mm -hmm. the lightsaber and for the other things. Like I feel like all of that stuff should be included. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with you. Yeah, you know, having having just built a lightsaber at the <laughs> at the cost of a you know a hundred and twenty five dollars or no hundred ninety nine dollars. Two fifty, isn't it? I thought it was around two fifty. It, it was one ninety nine, which after okay. the fact I found out that I could have gotten a discount with my Disney Visa of twenty percent for anything over fifty dollars. But um, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree with Adam. That should be thrown in if they you know. At two or three thousand dollars per person, if they're going to charge you for robes and you know lightsabers, I mean, there better be Star Wars clothing waiting for me on the bed. You know, have my size ready. Get me a blue milk when I get in. <laughs> you know, That's I true. I don't want to get there. It's a lot of money, you know. You know, if this is supposed to be a landlocked cruise, I don't want to pay for you know yeah. uh, Bant Bantha burger and blue milk being brought to my room on room yeah. service. You know, that should be included. Yeah, you don't want an upcharge for anything. Yeah, the the only thing that I will mention is Adam mentioned, you know, he thought there was something like the elevator that brings you into Space 220. Uh, they actually have put together a transport vehicle that will simulate a shuttle ride to the Halcyon. Wow. So you're going to arrive somewhere and then be transported to the Halcyon via shuttle. So you're not even going to drive a car to the resort. There's no car in space. Exactly. There's no bras either. We learned that from Carrie Fisher. Oh, that's true. That's true. I guess you wouldn't need them. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think when you check in, they're going to tell you women don't need to wear bras. Do you think they're going to tell you that? You know, anything's, it's all up in the air. We don't really know, right? <laughs> we don't know what their underwear <laughs> policy is going to be. They could have a strange underwear policy. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I figured you would just figure it out on your own. Well, I mean, if they're going with, you know, Star Wars, you know, the, the canon, you know, uh, they would not be wearing bras. That's true. And and that is an actual quote well, from Carrie Fisher. If there's I, any wedgies in space. I, the other, no the other thing I, the other thing I hope for is 
So you are going to have a day on on Batuu in Galaxy's Edge. I hope that other things will happen that don't happen. I don't want to sound like an elitist, but that don't happen to the general public. Like, yeah, I can I see mean, what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like you're so you're gonna ride Millennium Falcon and do a, a Rise of Resistance, like and cut the line. Okay, like it should also include, you know, a lightsaber fight with Kylo Ren, or you know, solve this mystery with Rey or something. You should yeah. be able to get a saber. Two two things on that. I heard that uh, there will be no no need for line cutting because the guest experiences will be after hours. <gasps> and two. Oh, that means you got to wake up real early. No, at like like at nine o'clock can after the park ima- closes. Can you imagine that your time frame to go off hours is like at six in the morning? Come on. I'm, f- I'm totally fine with that. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. The other thing is, don't get too used to doing anything with Ray because a big rumor is that the Mandalorian cast and uh, maybe replacing a lot of the First Order and uh, Rebel folks in As Galaxy's Edge. Should. That would be interesting. Yeah. So. Let me let me just say something. Um, when we were in the army and we would have to like go on these maneuvers and pretend to be at war, it was really hard for me to act like I was. I don't know. It was hard for me to pretend. I'd be like, yeah, but there's a McDonald's. I can see it. Like I have, you know, like through those trees. Mm. It was very hard for me to pretend and to get into mm. the moment. So I don't know that I could do it. I don't know if I could be like, yeah, I'm a Jedi. Well, well, you need to start. You need to go to your local Renfest and yes. practice again with the picking on the Renaissance Fair, Liza. You're gonna well, get some just hate saying, mail. No, that's where you can LARP. Yeah, I can LARP. That's true. This I is your that word the other day. This is your second Renaissance Festival mentioned in a month. So. I think she's I'm got like some bad juju over. I think she's got bad juju from Renaissance Fest. <laughs> No, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe I don't know. You're kind of a weirdo anyway, because who's that girl you love, Tori Amos? Like, I mean, come on. Number one, she's the best. Doesn't she look like the type that would go to a Renaissance festival? Yes, she does. She probably lives it. Yeah, she probably does. Okay, so yeah, I just I don't think I could do the play acting. I found that out in the army, and I was bad at it, and I it wasn't my forte. So I, I I would try it. I I wouldn't pay money for it. Let me put it that way. So. Yeah. But I think that that might be the difference between someone who's like a Star Wars fan and enjoys the movie and someone who's like hardcore, you know. Oh, it's definitely going to cater to the hardcore fan base. Yeah, well, for sure. Or people who just have a lot of money and who are like, you know, I've done everything in life. Now I'm going to do this. I don't know. Mm, I think you really need to be a fan. John Stamos will do it. Maybe you can go with John. You know what, Tony, this is what you need to do. You need to write John Stamos a letter and just say, hey, I really want to do this with you. And I'll brush your hair at night before you go to bed. I will will brush his hair and eat Greek yogurt with him all day. (laughs) Me too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All righty. Well, that's actually very funny. Okay. It's a funny image I'm getting right now. Okay. All right. The last one we want to talk about is actually for Liza. It's Snow White's Enchanted Wish out in Disneyland. Can you tell us a smidge about that? Well, they they redid Snow White's Scary Adventures 
to Snow White's Enchanted Wish. And apparently they got the memo that all the kids were terrified of this ride because the scary forest scene, when that witch would turn around with those big old eyes, I'm telling you, it was scary. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of creepy. And it was like death, 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 scared. And then at the end, there she's laying in the bed. Yeah. Maybe at the very end, she comes and pops up. But anyway, they redid the inside of the ride. And it really reminds me of Mind Train from what I've seen online. Yeah, me too. I thought that too. It looks really like the Mind Train, but it's more of like a ride through instead of a coaster. So the scene when she's dancing with the dwarves and they're they're playing the organ and everybody's dancing, you'd probably get a way better view of that in this ride. Because you only get to see it through the window, really, in the mine train. But it looks really cool, and I'm glad that they did something different. I I thought that was a pretty dark ride. And Mr. Toad, I mean, that's already dark enough. You can't touch Mr. Toad, though. Oh, they can't touch Mr. Toad. There's going to be an uprising. No. There's just a certain amount of joy that comes, like, when it's cold out. And then you go through that hot place in Mr. Toad and you're like, oh, five seconds of joy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Toad. It's just a stupid ride, but yeah, the little cars are so lame. Okay, so it's done, right? So is that just going to open when the park opens or are they going to have to have like a big celebration? And I don't know. I feel like they should do something. Yeah, I think so, too. But I also don't want people to have to wait so they can have, you know, like a month later, have a huge media event or something for for a refurb, basically, you know. But that's that's another good question, though. You know, how are they going to space these out? Are they just, you know, are they going to open Harmonious, Remy and uh, I don't know what else, you know, those two rides? Are they going to do them like make it a big media week and open one at the beginning of the week and one at the end of the week? Or are they going to open Remy and then make people come out like a month and a half later for Harmonious? And then, you know, in between that, they'll no. open up Snow White and then they'll open up. Uh, I bet you they'll do a big Avengers. media thing. I think they'll do a big media because they did it like um, last a couple of years ago. Well, I guess it was was it two years? It's only a year ago. It just seems longer when they opened up. Uh, Minnie's Runaway Railway, they had a big media event and they opened up multiple little things with that. So and kind of some things that were like really minor that you wouldn't even think they would want to draw attention. Well, I mean, they'd want to draw attention, but weren't a huge deal. They they had like this huge week long event. I know because I watched because I'm a loser. So I I don't know. I mean, I I think that they're definitely going to have some sort of an event. I mean, they redid it because it was the or they said that they it was like the 83rd anniversary of the movie. being released god so yeah i remember when it was released like it was yesterday (laughs) i know right i was in high school (laughs) i know i was really excited i got my nickel and went to the movie (laughs) (laughs) that ain't worth a nickel okay i think we saved the most exciting one for last and rachel's gonna tell you about that well, I am so excited for this. A couple of years ago at D23, they announced that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure was going to come over to the States from France. And I have been anxiously awaiting this because I love this movie. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. I, I still remember last year I had my reservation at Boardwalk because I was going to, you know, for the summer of 2020, because that's when it was supposed to open. And we were going to go ride it as much as possible. But of course, COVID happened. And so Disney has said it will open in 2021. However, they have not said when. 
certain people have been getting sneak peeks, like the girl who created the uh, Ratatouille musical on TikTok. I think she got a sneak peek this past week and got to go back behind the scenes. And um, so hopefully it will open soon. However, I would be very surprised if they had official opening and if they didn't just do soft openings for a while so that people don't just go and immediately stand in line. Or they'll have to do something like Rise of the Resistance or something, don't you think? Don't you think people will go and stand in line regardless? There are so many. At 35% capacity, you could probably fill up the park with locals and people in the southeast who are willing to drive down as soon as they hear it's going to open. I mean, they'll have to do Rise of the Resistance type boarding, don't you think? I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point, really. I mean, because um, they'll either have to do that, because if you tell people it's open, the, imagine the line waiting in line to ride that in social distance. Well, and I think the other issue with Remy, too, and I, I'm sure there's some magical way they're going to do this, but I have no idea how they're going to put that many people in a line back there, because it's not big at all. I mean, maybe there's a huge, you know, maybe the queue inside is really, really long. The show building is pretty huge. When you go on the gondola, you can see it. But I'm just, I can't figure out what that queue must look like. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be going out into the, you know, the garden area and so on. I just can't imagine it wouldn't. I don't see how else they can get around it unless they do something like Rise, where you have to get a boarding pass. Well, it'd, it'd be nice if they had fast passes back. I mean, by then. So, but, you know, there's no indication that that's going to happen. So, yeah, but they even, when they did have fast passes before COVID and that, well, I'm trying to remember, it's been so long ago, it feels ancient. I know. When they first opened the Millennium Falcon ride, how did they do do that one? I'm trying to remember. They opened the parks really early for you to ride it, didn't they? They opened it in the morning or something. And there weren't fast passes, I don't think. There there weren't at yeah, first. Yeah, you couldn't get a fast pass for it, even though fast passes existed. Yeah, I mean they you had just a fast had to get there pass. early. Right, there was a fast pass queue, but yeah. But the thing about that was, I think the really crazy thing about Galaxy's Edge, and it happened in Disneyland and in Disney World, is that people were so put off by the thought of crowds that they didn't really come out you know, in the numbers that they thought they would. So, you know, I, I have no idea, you know, maybe keeping crowds at 35% would eliminate the need, you know, or maybe the lines wouldn't be unbearable. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a lot to do in Epcot. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. Yeah, I'll tell you, for as much construction as going on in Epcot, that was the one park when we went in December that we didn't have time to do everything we wanted to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it it is kind of odd still to walk in and though with the the entrance looking like it is, but it is coming along. I mean, they are doing more and more to make it look better. It's just it's so different. There's so many walls up. I'm excited about seeing the new like entrance because they have the yes. the fountain up, right? I'm kind of excited to see that. Yes, I I am too. Uh, one thing I hear maybe you guys can just agree or disagree is that Epcot is lacking with the lack of live entertainment. They used to have all those bands and such playing and they don't have that right now. Everything so, is lacking from yeah. the uh, live entertainment field. Well, well specifically Epcot, like if you're, you know, they always have a festival now, so you're always outside 
eating a snack of something. And a lot of times you would be able to listen to the German band or the, you know, UK or whatever. But now they don't have that. So it's just kind of like they need to get that back too. But they've they've still got jammeters, uh, not uh, – They were macho, in a different spot though. Macho like they, Cobre. Yeah. And uh, the American – what are the – what's the group in America? The um, Liberty Singers. Liber- the Liberty Singers. What, Voices of, Voices Voices of, of Liberty. Liberty. There, there you go. go. <laughs> What is the what was that second one you said? Mariachi Cobra. Mariachi right? Cobra, which is the oh, uh, Spanish okay. group. The mariachi singer. Yeah, okay. I saw them. Yeah, but they were at the theater, right? Didn't they they put were them the theater? Everybody's at the theater. Even the Voices of Liberty have been yeah. at the theater. Yeah, so you need to be in that area to to enjoy them. Whereas usually Mariachi Cobra is in Mexico and it's kind of like an organic show and they just start playing and and you kind of you know gravitate towards that. So. You know, and then and then they always had like the mime in France, and the Italian juggler. Yeah. And I know how much Chris loves juggling. Both the mime and the juggler can go away forever. (laughs) They should start an act together. Now I like the one in France, but the one in Italy to me is so boring. But I love the one in France where they balance on the chairs. That makes me nervous. Like I know just sooner or later one of them is gonna fall. And then the acrobats, the Chinese acrobats. Chinese acrobats, Those the, are the drummers in Japan. I mean, we're we're missing I we're missing a lot of entertainment. And but you just, know what? Even with that, Adam, like Tony said, there's still so much to do in that park, and that park holds crowds so well that I've I did not feel crowded even with food and wine going on. So can I you mean, still do the um the little. Scavenger thing, hunt thing on your phone. Help me. The Agent P uh, experience. Yeah, weren't they changing that at one point? They are changing that to DuckTales, which has just been canceled by Disney uh, HD or whatever channel that is on. Or Huey, Dewey, and Louie. But did they cancel the DuckTales for Epcot or is that still? No, they canceled the DuckTales cartoon after season three. And I will give you bonus points if you can name Daisy's nieces. Isn't it Kylie and the other one is named Kim, right? No, different Corky. family. Different family. <laughs> I hate that show. I believe they are April, May, and June. Oh, that's oh. Seriously? I was going to name three different flowers. Petunia, Daffodil, and Daisy. Oh, wait. Oh, that would have been good. Them. Yeah. If they were flowers. That would have been nice. That was a miss. Whoever named them, that was a yeah. miss. They must stop. Just fire them. Fire them right now. <laughs> Yeah, they're gone. Well, I'm going to close out the show, and I'm going to turn it over to Tony, who so brilliantly does it. I'd like to remind everyone that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a vacation so that your family can see some of these new things coming to Disney in 2021. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on The Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Adam, Liza, and Rachel, this is Tony. And we are at the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.